Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. Today on the podcast, we have special guest Suzanne Kucharavi. Suzanne specializes in dance medicine, and she is going to discuss a Pilates-based rehabilitation method that she uses to help dancers who have scoliosis. My name is Suzanne Kucharavi. My background is dance. I taught classical ballet uh, for 25 years. Started out as a performer and then moved into teaching, then into the university work. And then with a series of injuries, I wound up at a physical therapy clinic specialized in dance medicine, and they offered me a job. So that's how I transitioned into Pilates-based dance rehab, which is what I do now. My great love is dancers. Um, after having taught for 25 years, the nuances of the technique are the language I prefer to speak above all. Um, and then into the scoliosis work, I was working at the clinic. I had a young girl come in at the age of 13. She was in a brace for 20 hours a day uh, in pain and wanted to play tennis and I knew nothing about how to work with scoliosis. It really wasn't a word that was in my vocabulary even as a dance teacher. Um, after all those years. So I started to research and I found Scolio Pilates. Scolio Pilates was developed by Karina Tech. Um, she has scoliosis herself. Uh, she was coming back from a back injury and so she wanted to develop a way to implement the Pilates that she had been doing to modify it and be able to incorporate that into her scoliosis work. I'm a Scolio Pilates master teacher um, and instructor. I went to her first workshop in 2011 came home with the wedges, very excited, and, uh, and it works specifically for people with scoliosis. And so it takes the tenets of the physical therapy work and then takes all of that understanding of three-dimensional, uh, the aspects of scoliosis, and then we translate that into the basic Pilates work. And then from there what I do is I translate those exercises into the technique. So your dancer with scoliosis not only has the internal corrections that are three-dimensional, but then they also have all the alignment and all the challenges that every other dancer on the planet has. Scoliosis is, is complicated. Uh, mostly it's, uh, you know, you need a team. You have to have a team of specialists. Your orthopedic surgeon, the parents, the dancer involved, or the, the person involved, um, and as well as a physical therapist. And so the Scolio Pilates layers in with all of this. So what I do supports the core strength training of the dancer. It, it then translates into sometimes with some of the gymnasts I've worked with along the way is, is that because of some of the components of scoliosis, which is really complicated, and that's a whole other hour and a half of a discussion, um, you know, the, the uh, gymnast's hips would rotate one way, and that's because of the scoliosis. So consequently, she was always falling off the beams for her walkover, or her walkover was always twisting. And so we could noodle through and figure out that if she started with the other foot, we derotated the pelvis and she had her walk over and she stayed on the balance beam. So little things like that, that once you understand scoliosis as a side shift and a rotation and those corrections, then you can start to make these tiny little modifications, like maybe changing feet, and that helps the, the, the dancer be more successful. 
some of the modifications, you know, there has to be a home program, they have to understand their curves, and then there has to be a discussion as to what the demands are on the body. But that's all part of the scoliopilates work. So if you have a fixed scoliosis, you have a curvature and a curvature, and those guys don't move. And the space in between is what your, your dancer is going to exploit to create the arabesque, to create the back bend. But if they get the Pilates work, they can really start to stabilize more of the entire spine and just not depend on just being folded in one spot over and over and over. It's the same challenges that any hypermobile body has, that it wants to go to that spot and exploit that spot. Same idea. Because you know we're working with younger dancers and we're working during their growing periods and you know and scoliosis, if it's going to show up and if it's going to progress, generally does it between the ages of 11 and 15. You know, and that's when they're ramping up their programs, that's when they're getting the heavier due to competitions, that's when their bodies are, you know, changing every five seconds on them. And, you know, and some of these kids, you know, now they're into a brace, they've been told they have, you know, spine deformity and there's nothing you can do about it, and gee, it might get worse, it might not, we don't know. You know, if it gets really bad, you're going to have to have surgery, I mean, that's all like, and being 13 is hard enough. Um, so, um, you know, all these layers of support, and that's why I said it takes a team. A real team and, and I won't you know my clients come to me for through a referral and generally they don't come through physical therapy as a referral so I know that there is a medical layer in there so for example if someone contacts me and they want me to work with their child which I'm happy to do um, there has to be a medical there has to be an orthopedic surgeon there has to be an x-ray involved there has to be a follow-up um, and, and then it becomes whether or not the, the child integrates that work into their life because as we know if you give them one correction that's all it is and poof it's gone you know where we start talking about the team approach is that if the teacher gets involved with that idea that you know I have this body this very mobile body and I can see what this asymmetrical training is doing to it then I have to make some choices in choreography for this child they really don't know why idiopathic scoliosis occurs there are hypotheses, there are gatherings of factors, but there's no real, you know, easy button on that one at all. Um, so, you know, and they, they, I was at a talk earlier and the woman, you know, the PT was talking about this prevalence of hip dysplasia, you know, and they were saying, but if we're overloading a body at a young age, you know, are we actually creating this pathology later in life? And I would say, but with an idiopathic scoliosis, it's going to be there. I mean, if it's a fixed structural scoliosis, when the kids are done growing, it's going to be there. But can we overtrain to one side and sort of exasperate the issue? Yeah, I think we can. So, I mean, rotational sports, like, I mean, baseball pitchers, basically they have a scoliosis too because they're just doing this. So, or swimmers, I mean, you know, if a freestyle swimmer is going to cool down by doing backstroke. They're going to do the opposite, and I said, yeah, absolutely, we need to train both sides so the muscles just aren't being overdeveloped in that one direction. Yeah, and that's, that's um, a lot of what the work does um, with the scoliopilates because I'll take the body that wants to live basically, you know, in a three-dimensional asymmetry, and then we use uh, the propping to bring it back to a more neutral position so that the muscles that are accustomed to working this way have an opportunity to work in a more symmetrical pattern and then we train those core stabilizers. You know, not that they're not going to go back to that curve if they don't think about activating their core stabilizers. They will, but then as time goes on, the body starts to build the strength so there's less regression. That scoliosis won't be diagnosed until you're over 10 degrees of uh, side bend. 
So there can be some very mild scoliosis going on, and of course we've got a growth pattern going on. They're not at the pediatrician every other week, so there, things can happen in between one year and the next, or even six months and the next. You know, just the awareness. Up until, you know, 20-some degrees of curvature, they don't do anything other than watch and wait. But there's so much we can do with the training to help, you know, not just blast into these asymmetries, because a, a curve is going to want to dump into that curve to work. That's the first place they're going to want to go, and that's where they're going to feel comfortable. The dancers will say, yeah, i got a good leg, and i got a bad leg, i got a strong leg, i got a weak leg, i got a turnout on one side, I don't have a turnout on the other side. And that's all about, you know, not necessarily all, always scoliosis, but sure, overtraining on one side compared to the other, sure. Dancers with scoliosis quite often have been found to be a higher propensity to be hypermobile, a higher propensity to have alignment issues, even if it's not a brace that's that dramatic, it's, there's still these asymmetries. So yeah, so with the kids, they're just it, there has to be a team of conversations going on, and there's, sometimes there has to be some hard decisions too um, as to what's best, because we don't know, particularly if a child's diagnosed with scoliosis, we don't know how far that's going to go, and if it's a young age, then there really has to be some, some modifications, maybe you hate to tell a kid no. I mean, I'm not going to ever tell somebody, no, you can't dance, no, you can't do gymnastics, all that. But at the same time, you have to think deep about the choices you're making. And kids at 14 don't care about when they're going to be 35. Not at all. My dancers have a warm-up. They have a restorative work. They have propping to derotate. They have specific exercises for their scoliosis. Then they go to work, and they dance all day. And then they come home, and they do their recovery exercises. So it's not that you have to stop one to do the other. It's that it becomes integrated, all part of how you train your cardio, your strength, your flexibility, your ability to absorb choreography in 2.3 seconds, all those things that you need to be a dancer. Thank you for the amazing information, Suzanne. Scolio Pilates sounds like a great training option for dancers with scoliosis. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.